0: And now a blaze media podcast. Stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. December 23rd, 1776. These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will, in this crisis, shrink from the service of their country. But he who stands by it now deserves the love and thanks of man. And woman. Tyranny, like hell, is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. What we obtain too cheap, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness, knownly, that gives everything its value. Heaven knows how to put a proper price upon its goods. And it would be strange indeed if so celestial an article as freedom should not be highly rated. Britain, with an army to enforce her tyranny, has declared that she has a right. Not only to tax, but to bind us in all cases whatsoever. And if been bound in that manner is not slavery, then there is not such a thing as slavery upon earth. Even the expression is imperious. For so unlimited a power can only belong to God. Whether the independence of the continent was declared too soon or delayed too long, I will not now enter into as an argument. My own simple opinion is that had it been eight months earlier, it would have been much, much better. We did not make a proper use of last winter, neither could we, why we were a dependent state. However, the fault, if there were one, was all our own. We have none to blame but ourselves. But no great deal is lost yet. All that Howe has been doing for the last month... ...is rather a ravage than a conquest... ...which the spirit of the Jerseys a year ago... ...would have quickly repulsed... ...and which time and a little solution will soon recover. Hello, America. Thank you so much for tuning in today. These are the words... of one of the most interesting Americans. Never have I seen or read... any man or any woman... be so right... and be so wrong. That person is Thomas Paine. These are the words... That came from his soul. Why do these words come from his soul? Well, it's 1776. And the America that we know, that we've read about, that we talk about on this show every week... Has not yet been born. America is only, at best, a flicker. You know when you light a match, you know that little right at the start that's all you are you're a flicker of liberty and you decided to declare your independence to fight to stand up to the the empire of the day the superpower of the day the british the hessians you said this is a tyranny that we cannot accept you have negotiated for it. You have sacrificed for us, but it's not working. Because your king, your ruler, is a tyrannical despot. And your founders said no more. That flicker of liberty started with the Declaration of Independence. And then it was time to go. It was time to fight. Because it's easy to listen to a show like this or to your other favorite shows that you listen to or to read your favorite columnist and, and get all excited, get all enthusiastic about freedom. In your founder's case, it was easy to read the Declaration of Independence and go, freedom! But then the work started. And winning freedom is not an easy thing. Been a free and sovereign individual. Is not easy. Your founders found this out firsthand. They went and they fought the British on the battlefield. Your founders, the men and women, the pilgrims, all you were at the time of your revolution were a bunch of mainly farmers, of agricultural people. And you were so inspired by this idea called freedom you were so inspired to make the case for nature's law and nature's god you went and fought the superpower of the day you had nothing as a country many of the people who fought in those wars had nothing themselves many of them didn't have their own muskets heck many of them didn't have their own shoes That winter was brutally harsh. And the army, as because you were not a country, you were still just the flicker of liberty. You didn't have the right equipment. You didn't have the right training. A lot of your people didn't have blankets to survive that brutal, harsh winter. And you dared, as a country, as a set of people, say to the English superpower of the day, which every military person had shoes, had their own musket, had blankets. They were ready to fight because they had experience. They had everything on their side. And as you engaged with them, you found out that while this freedom idea is a great idea, man, it's a lot of work. In fact, it will kill some people. They will risk their lives. And it gets to December. And back then, your founders, the people who fought in your revolution, the the average man on the street, Mr. Joe Bloggs, if you want to call them that, they signed up for a six-month enlistment. And around December, those six-month enlistments were going to be up. And then a lot of people were disappointed. Because... When they fought the British, when you fought the British, you fought them and lost and retreated and then engaged them again and lost and retreated. The war was not going well and a lot of people in your army said, you know what, I wanted freedom. I put my own blood, sweat and tears. I left my family. I left my wife. I left my parents. I left my brothers and sisters and nieces and nephews and friends. I left my job. I wanted freedom. I wanted America as much as anyone else did. But it's time to be realistic. It's time to say we can't do this. That we're beaten. That we could never beat the superpower of the day. That we could never, ever win. And Thomas Paine was aware of this. And that is what inspired these words. These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will in this crisis shrink from the service of their country. But he who stands by it now deserves the love and thanks of man and woman. Why, oh why, did I start today's show with this? Because America, these are the words you need to hear. These are the words you need to put into your very soul and over the next day, week, month and year reflect upon and ask yourself what type of American are you going to be? What type of person are you going to be? What type of patriot are you uh, going to be? What type of person? How are you going to act? How, what are you going to stand for? And how is your mindset going to act? Because you can be like that patriot right at the start and said, I believe in America. I want freedom as much as anyone else. And maybe you're a year in the business or 10 years in the business or 50 years in the business. And you're like, you know what? I wanted America as much as anyone else did. But this battle, we can't win. We need to listen to the realistic voices of our day that says it's over. That we can't possibly survive a Joe Biden presidency. That we can't possibly survive all this cancel culture that's going on in our society. That we can't possibly survive the coming inflation issues that are bad, that are going to get a lot worse, and our chances are because of what's going on in dc the economy is not only going to have an inflation crisis it is going to go into a recession we can't survive there will be people who will know will talk about bigger issues than you will say we can survive climate change how that our world is so evil and so vile and we're filled with all these right-wingers how our the world is uh, polluted and we have dirty air and dirty water and we have this climate chaos we're 500 days from climate catastrophe i know it's not 500 days anymore i'm guessing that clock has been reduced or changed or maybe the criteria has changed. Or maybe it's possibly what's coming on the horizon that frightens everyone who knows anything about it, including me. Yes, even Mr. Optimistic, me, is frightened for what this issue is. The Great Recess. You see the powers merging in a little place that no one has ever heard of until you research this issue called Davos. Where you see... The powerful elite coming together where you're seeing this merging of power with governments and big business. And you're starting to hear these terms like stakeholder capitalism. You're seeing these build back better platforms. You're seeing something like coronavirus. We can't defeat all of these. The reason I shared the story right at the start is because to remind you that if you feel that you can't win on any of these issues, or maybe all of these issues, that you are not alone. You are not alone. That many times in your history, the consensus, the experts of the day... You know, all these people were to look up to. Oh, well, I'm an expert. I'm a medical expert. I'm a scientific expert. Don't you question me. There's always been experts. If you look around and read the history of the world, there were experts, quote unquote, who said this world was flat. There were experts who said there would never be such a thing as going To the moon. You would have been laughed at. There will always be societal experts, but over the course of time, they're usually proved wrong. You see, experts is just an opinion of what you know now. You see, back before December 23rd, when before Thomas Paine wrote and published these words, the experts of the day said what? (laughs) <laughs> you Americans really think you can beat the British what are you smoking are you, I know there were, I don't think there was marijuana back then or cannabis or, or whatever drugs were back then but they would have said what are you smoking or you know you've been in the inn too much drinking a bit too much wine buddy you're not going to happen but we know how that story ends we know America won. America won. It won not because of the Sunshine the Sunshine Patriots who said, you know what, I tried, I'm going home. It didn't win by Patriots going, Well, I'll hedge my bets. I'll help behind the scenes and when it's convenient for me. But I also want to hedge my bets and not tick off the British sandwich that in case we lose, because we probably will lose. That I can still do business with them. I can still survive. That was not what won your revolutionary war. What won your revolutionary war, and I'll use an analogy, was your founders, your pilgrims, your fellow citizens going to a blackjack table and going, I'm all in. There is no safety net. There is no tomorrow. I'm all in. Why? Because this idea, this little spark, this little ps of liberty, is truth. And not only is it truth, it is an eternal truth. And I would rather die to make this eternal truth come true, regardless of the opportunities, regardless of the chances, even if it's a 0.003% chance. Of winning. I want to go all in. Because that is my duty. Because I am not a sunshine patriot. I am a winter soldier. And America. And the idea of freedom. And nature's law. And nature's God. Is worth it. America. How many people today are willing to say it's worth it. But even understanding what I just said is not good enough. You see, if we're to survive what is coming, and we'll be talking a lot this year about what's coming, it's easy to have lip service. It's easy to say, well, I'm all in. I'm all in for America. Really? What do your actions say? You see, words don't win wars. Words don't win. Perseverance does. Intelligence does. Backbone and spine does. And standing up against an obstacle that you know could trample you, but you still stand anyway, that's what wins. Back in my office in Ireland. One of the most powerful pictures. I'm reminded of history. To anyone who doubts the individual. I want to talk to you. About a quick story. About the power of one person. And one of the pictures that is there. Is the incident at Tiananmen Square. Two tanks. In China. And one person. And one person stood up and said, No more. That tank could have literally just kept going. There's no way the individual wins that. You know, you don't, if you're a person, I don't care how big or strong you are. You could be as fat as anyone, or you could be as muscular as anyone, or you could be like 10 foot tall. You could be Andre the Giant. If you play a game with a tank, you lose. But he changed the world. What are you willing to do? You see, over the next year, I'm going to talk to you about a lot of issues. But I'm also going to give you the solutions. You see, I've lived in your country now for a month. Six weeks. And I've been silent and I'll get to why I've been silent next, se- next segment. But it's time for the lip service to stop. We have been judged right now, not only by our God. If you're a religious person, you have been judged by your God right now. But most importantly, maybe if you don't believe in God, you are been judged right now by what you do and what you do not do by future generations. In 200 years, when they're reading the history books, what will they say about you and your generation? What will they say about the Americans who lived in 2022? I nearly made a mistake there. I nearly said 2020. My God, how, time does fly. how fast does time fly? What will they say in the history books about us? Will they say that we were the generation that had everything to gain and reestablish the American covenant? Yes, if you're religious. But also the idea of America right here, right now, because we have the options, we have the solutions, or did we just give up because the experts, quote unquote, the anti faucis of the day, said, you know what, it's a fool's errands, lay down and comply, lay down and give up. What will the history books say about you? Will they say that you had the bravery and the temerity to go, I'm all in, and literally put every chip you have on the table? And I mean every chip. Or, will they say, they hedged their bets and they lost? Because to make this real for you, some of the stuff we're going to talk about this year, including the Great Reset, which we're going to talk about a lot. Because it is terribly, terribly frightening. For those, and this is not an advertisement, this is not a plug, this is not me kissing up to anyone, I've got Glenn Beck's book, I'm reading it. If you haven't got that book, you need to. You need to understand that and you need to really think about it. It's an amazingly well done book, I'm like three quarters of the way through. The Great Reset could be the end of us. You're seeing emerging of government and business and big business. America wasn't built on big businesses, America was built on mom and pop stores, America was built on the individual, America was built on the idea that anyone, regardless of your backgrounds, regardless of your heritage, regardless of your race, could achieve anything. That if you had a product or service to offer, and the market wanted it, then you could be successful, you could rise up through the ranks, you could rise up from the ashes. With the Great Reset, this is dead. There is no rising up. It will be big business and big governments, And will snuff out anyone who tries to stop it. Question is, America. And this is not a group question. This is an individual question. What are you willing to do about it? Are you willing to go all in? Or do you want to sit on the sidelines? Or if I may use the words of Thomas Paine do you want to be a sunshine patriot or are you a winter soldier? So why have I been quiet for a month? Today's show I just want you to think about very selfishly think about yourself and think about Your mindset. Where have I been for a month? Well, it's a funny thing. There's some good and there's some bad. I'm going to be honest with you. I am living in America. I'm living in Oklahoma. I'm living with my wonderful wife, Tanya. And I'm going through the process of getting my uh, status changed. And I've got my own lawyer and she's looking after all my stuff. I have no idea the process. Um, She tells me I need to fill in this form and she needs this documentation. And she's looking after everything to make sure because I've always been the type of person who, you know, kind of crosses every T and dots every I. But with your immigration system, you definitely have to do it because they are strict. It's so frustrating in some ways. I see people crawling over your borders. I see illegal immigration. I see all these other issues happening. And then... You know they're fine. They're dreamers. They acted out of love, and then I see what I'm going through, where literally all the information I have to give and the money I have to pay—it's just—it's—it's it's so frustrating. You know, when I hear my friends on the left talking about fairness and equality, I really want to talk to them about this issue because what I have to do or what people like me have to do is not fair compared to what illegals have to do. And this is not a left-right issue. This is just an American issue. The right suck on illegal immigration just as much as the left. So I'm going through all this process and I thought I had to keep a low profile. But I've been busy. I took time off for Christmas like you all did and just didn't want to listen to the news, didn't want to hear anything. was just, I need some time out. And then I won't lie. Christmas was a bit tough and New Year was a bit tough and Last couple of weeks, I've been in a bit of a depression. Why? Because as amazing as it is to live in America, as amazing as it is to have my true love, to be married to my wife, Tanya, it's a bit of a hard life in the sense that I'm isolated quite a lot. She has to work for 12, 14 hours a day, five days a week. And I'm stuck in the middle of Oklahoma where I don't see anyone or anything all day. I have no car. That's a different story. But it's just been hard. But also I've been thinking I have to keep a low profile. In my head, I was struggling with that. Because I can see the pain. I can see all the issues that are going on. And I thought I might have to keep a low profile for a longer period of time. Thankfully, last week I met with my lawyers and we're going through stuff. And I'm like, hey, listen, this has been quiet. Is there any way we can get around it? Long story short, won't bore you with all the, the, the legal jargon and all the conversations. As long as I'm a volunteer and I'm not legally working for anyone, I can do anything I want. So guess what? I'm going to be doing stuff. I'm going to be at a border event next week. I'll talk to you about that later in the show. But I can get back serving, I can get back helping, and most importantly, I can get back speaking. Yes, I can speak behind this microphone every week, but I can also start speaking on the road. But life is a bit hard here. You know, it's not as easy as everyone makes it seem, sometimes. And if you're a business owner, if you've done this recently, you know the pain going through. Getting all your papers in order is not an easy thing. Trying to set up a simple thing like a bank account, oh my god. There's the rules, there's the regulation, there's the papers, have you got this, have you got that, all these different things and then because Omicron and because people are concerned and people are freaked out and everyone's going to die because of Omicron, you can't just walk into a bank and say, hi, here's my business, I want to set up an account. No, you have to have an appointment because the lobbies are closed. Incredible. Talk about getting insurance, talking about getting a car. Nothing is easy. I don't know how anyone does business in today's world. Having conversation with some people I know in in different industries, the supply chain, the regulations, the rules, the delays, the paperwork, it is painful. If you're in business, you know some of the things I'm talking about. I had a friend, I had, there was a group conversation with a couple of friends of mine, I think it was Tuesday, and there's a guy who I know, and he's like a, he's a real entrepreneur, he, he's involved in loads of different things, and he we hadn't spoken in a while, he was like, hey, I haven't spoken to you, congratulations on the marriage, you know, you're getting to live here, and you just wanted to catch up, and you know, when someone asks you or talks you about your life, invariably politeness is you want to know about theirs, and it was a group conversation, and he was like, I'm opening a business, and I was like, oh, okay, the other person in the business went, you're crazy. That was they didn't even ask what the business was, what they were doing, what state this, you know, they lived in, what the city was, any of the background, any of the finance, just I'm setting up my own business in a couple of months. He was like, You're crazy. And he's like, Well, why? And he's like, rules, regulations, paperwork, all the legislation, all the regulation. It is just painful supply chains. How sad is that? Two Americans having a conversation with an Irish guy, one says I'm opening up a business and without any details, you're crazy is the response. How sad is that? Why is that? Because life in America in 2021, or sorry, 2022, that's going to be the first mistake. I'm going to make that mistake. I don't know if you're one of those types of people, but like, it takes me a long time to get used to the new year. I'm only settled into the new year and then it's like, it's like Christmas again. But in 2022, life is hard. Life is frustrating. Life is needlessly painful. We have the solutions to that. But the second reason, I had a few issues. And this is where I want to talk to you about how you feel. Your mindset. You see, for all these years I've been trying to come here, it's amazing. Your brain is an amazing tool. It can be your best friend or it can be your worst enemy. And for me... A lot. It was my worst enemy. A lot of times. But when I was overseas in Ireland, when I was living over here, going, if only I could legally get to America, I would do X, Y, and Z. And had all these plans. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. I wanted to have all these plans. Now I'm here. I feel the pressure. Because I don't come from wealth. I don't come from massive amounts of money. It's going to cost me money to get here and to do everything I want to do. It's not cheap. And for the next four or five months, anything I do is purely out of my own pocket. That's a lot of pressure. That takes a lot of faith. That takes a lot of, I I believe I'm doing the right thing. But also, it's a lot of pressure because you want to be successful or you want to do the right thing you want to help people you want to ease people's pain you want to encourage them it's tough and I won't lie I struggle with the pressure because it's amazing when you're overseas and you're looking in you have all these ideas of I could do x y and z and if only I was there and then you're there and it's like well what you want to do I got nothing nothing no ideas And then you put the pressure and you go, well, I have this idea, but that's not quite right. I don't think I can make it. And you have all these inner voices saying, you won't do that. That won't make a difference. You don't need that. You'll never be successful. You don't have the money. You don't have the resources. You don't have the know-how. All that inner voice. It's why one of my resolutions this year, and it's pretty much the only resolution. I saw this great meme. On top, it says, let go. And underneath, it says, let God. Sometimes that's what we need to do. We just need to let go and let God do it. Whatever's written on our heart, do it. If you're a Christian, you know what I mean. If you're not, I don't know what to say to you. But sometimes we do get in our own head, get in our own space, and we make things needlessly complicated. But thankfully I'm getting past that because I know what I need to do. And thanks to my lawyers, I can now do it as a volunteer. And I can worry about money and I can worry about time and I can worry about expense. And I don't know how I can reach all these people because I can't fly. I have to drive. I can think of all these obstacles about how I can't do anything. And I could sit here and convince myself, well, you know what I just need to do right now? I can make a very convincing argument to you. What I need to do right now is I just need to sit and wait. I need to wait till March, April, May, June, ever how long it is. Because before, there was, you could kind of give a time frame of how long it took. Now with COVID, with branches closed, everything's all screwed up with governments and paperwork. It's all been delayed. It takes a lot longer to do things. This isn't, you know, this isn't the private sector, this isn't the public sector, this isn't every sector. I can't tell you when I could start working legally in your country. I could just sit back and kind of go, well, I don't have that much money. I'm just going to do what I can and idly, you know, waste my time. We're doing up the house. I could just paint every room, take my time doing it, watch loads of Netflix, watch loads of different TV, just, you know, do what I need to do and wait. Be so easy to do that. But America can't wait. America doesn't have that time. I'm also lucky and I need to declare something to you because there are a few people who have said a few comments to me about me lying quote unquote one person said to me for someone who invested their life savings on your last speaking tour and spent every penny of it how are you living right now how are you paying for your lawyers how are you paying for all these things how are you going to go to the border how are you going to how are you putting food on the table? I had one person say, you know, am I gonna bum off my wife? Nope. So this is where I address this for you. Because I always address criticism head on. I did invest my life savings to do the last tour, and every penny I had is gone. I have one bullet left in the chamber financially that's my pension. I'm cashing in my Irish pension. I had a fund put aside that was strictly for my pension and my retirement. Because in Ireland, I was only working for minimum wage. It was either going to be breaking case of emergency in, in case I lose my job for like two years. Or three years like I did at the early 2010s. Or it was my pension. I have one bullet. And I'm playing it right now. Why? This is not about me. I want to make it a bigger point about you. Because we don't have the time. We're not at a point in time where we can discuss all these issues. We're at the time to act. It's now 2022. There's a little happy song going on in my head right now. Yeah, I got the year right. Yay! Do you ever feel that celebration? It's 2022. They want all this great reset and Agenda 2030 in eight years. It's easy when you're taking a long step. Well, America's 240 years old. You know, it's been around forever. It's it's all good. You know, what's six months? In the long term, six months is nothing. When you're talking about everything we need to fight is in the next eight years, six months is a long, long time. We don't have time to sit on the sidelines we don't have time to believe our doubts we don't have time to believe the inner voice and say we can't achieve anything what we need to do is start stop listening to those voices and start acting because as thomas paine said in that amazing letter he said whether we declare our independence too soon or delayed it too long it's not the time for that argument right now what we have is we have no one to blame but ourselves for where we are right now. And that is true. We have no one to blame but ourselves. But most importantly, no great deal is lost yet. The future is not written. It's not a fate accompli. It's not a case of, well, no matter what we do, we're done. Nope. It's a case of, if we're willing to act if we're willing to stand, if we're willing to go to that blackjack table or that roulette table or that Texas Hold'em table and go, I'm all in on America, then we're going to succeed. Because here's the thing. Courage is contagious. Courage is contagious. It just takes one person in a little group to say no. When they tell you, you must comply You say, no, sir, I will not. I will not comply. I will not comply with your rules and your regulations. That courage is contagious. In fact, in some ways, to some people, depending on your sex, your gender, and your age, that's kind of cool. I will not comply. Hey man that's cool. I want to be I want to be a radical just like you. I won't comply either. But we must do it in the right way. Because here's the thing. For the last year of the Joe Biden presidency since Donald Trump lost with all the issues going on there. With all the issues ranging from Donald Trump losing the election to January 6th to all the constant bombardment of Bull crap online from our friends on the radical left about how it's all right and how we're all white supremacists, about how we're all hateful and evil and warmongers. You're winning. You're winning. They're freaking out. The Great Reset people aren't freaking out yet, but the far left is freaking out. Why? The far left are freaking out because if you dare dissent, if you dare don't walk in lockstep with everything they do, they can't handle that. And the average American is seeing it. But what we need to do is highlight it to the average American and say, hey, this is why this is wrong and this is what we are for. I'll give you a couple of little stories that I saw earlier in the year, early January. Two prime examples. One, Aaron Rodgers. Did you see the outpour of anger towards that guy? I don't know. I'm sure there's probably other issues. This is not just a one-issue thing. But he had the audacity to say, I've read Iron Rand. Atlas shrugged. (gasps) Oh my God, burn him at the stake. To my knowledge, to my research, he didn't even say if it was good or not or if he agreed with it or not. He just said he read it and it was on his bookshelf and he pointed it out. What's the winning position on that? Heck, I'll use, right, I'll use right-leaning i will use right language so everyone can understand, quote-unquote. I own Mein Kampf. It's on my bookshelf in Ireland too. I'll go one better. I own Karl Marx. It's on my bookshelf too. I've showed it to people. Guess what? You read everything that you can. You educate yourself. You become knowledgeable. You research. Why? Because only when you research can you decide whether people are good or people are bad. That's the winning position. That's the average American position. That we don't ban books. We don't ban authors. We don't ban speakers. But also, second one. The story about Patton Oswald having to, he was invited to a concert by Dave Chappelle. He was playing next door and he went and then he took a picture and why you would take a picture with Dave Chappelle, like if you're Patton Oswald, I have no idea. If you're actually more importantly, why you'd want a picture if you're Dave Chappelle with Patton Oswald is different, but the outrage. And then he went and threw Dave under the bus. Most people, you say that and kind of go, do you think that's right? All he did was take a picture with him and talk about friends and how long they knew each other. And because they disagree on one topic, he had to throw them under the bus and write this big groveling apology. Do you agree with that? The average American doesn't. You've had so many little victories over the last year, you just can't see them. And here's the amazing thing. You've had these little victories, little cultural victories, and you're not even trying as a country. Because the vast majority of Americans that I see are are just angry, are still fed up, are still talking about the last election. And this is where I'll tee a lot of you off. It's time to stop talking about the last election. If you want to win, we need to stop looking and debating the past and start learning from it. But making the case for the future. What are you for? It's time for the American people to remember just who the hell you are. It's time to remember why the American idea, the American experiment changed the world. It's time to remember why the American idea and the American experiment raised the standard of living, not only of Americans, but vast majority of people around the world. It's time to remember just how we got here. It wasn't by fluke. It wasn't by accident. It was by men and women standing up and fighting for something and believing in something that was bigger than themselves. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to follow on your founders, your pilgrims? Are you willing to follow in the tradition of those who fought in the War of 1812 against the British again? Are you willing to stand up? and fight and stand and continue to tradition of those in your country who fought, fought and stood against slavery against segregation against world war one against world war two against nazism and communism and fascism are you willing to continue on their work or are you willing to go you know what america was a great country America was a great story. But my kids don't know America. My kids will never witness America. That America. As sad as. As much as I don't want to say this. America is over. What choice are you going to make? But bear in mind. If your spirit hopefully is listening to this right now. Going I'll stand with America. I will fight for America. I hope you don't just say that. I hope. You actually do it. I want to say something controversial to you now, and I want to back it up with facts. If we are to save America, we need the left and the Democrats to find out who they are. You see, one of the things I've always disagreed with, and I disagree with it on any side, it's a principle thing for me. These people who go, well, if everyone just loved America the way I love America, everything would be good. Everything would be perfect. You know, if we didn't have any Democrats, or we didn't have any Republicans, or we didn't have any, you know, black caucuses or Hispanic caucuses or, you know, conservatives or progressives or socialists, the world would be a better place. And I always disagree with that. Because, first of all, basic human principle. How do things get better? Now, you can disagree with this, but I'm a firm believer that the vast majority of improvement comes in the world via competition. It doesn't come. You never see, very rarely would we'll see a monopoly of an industry going, well, you know, we got to innovate and get better because we need a bigger market share. Well, you're a monopoly. Why do you need that? Screw the people. We can charge whatever we want. I believe in competition. But also because of human nature. And this is somewhat scientific. You can't just have a yin or a yang. You need yin and yang. You need left and right. If America is to survive, we need the left and the socialists and the communists and the progressives to actually find out who they are. Because I'm going to share a story with you. One of the frustrating things about me that I see in the culture. And I see this on all political sides. I'm not picking on anyone. This is a human trait. Not a, not a political one. And the human trait is. We always want to be on the side of the winners. Or whatever side is convenient for our argument. I never care what your opinion is. You could agree with me 100% of the time. I've never met anyone who had that opinion by the way. It'd be lovely if I had someone who agreed with me 100% of the time. I'm teasing. Or 0% of the time. I have conversations with, with, you know, I don't think I have many conversations with lefties, but Democrats, moderate Democrats, who are too terrified to say anything publicly. I have conversations with Republicans, conservatives, libertarians. I don't care what you think. We can agree all the time or none of the time or somewhere in the middle. All I ever ask is that you've done some research and that you're consistent. Why did I just say we needed socialists and progressives to find out who they are? COVID. COVID. There was a point in time prior to COVID where the left, the socialists and the progressives and the communists used to hate Big Pharma. If you're old enough and been around politics enough, you remember where George Bush was accused of being in bed with Big Pharma. George Bush. Now, Pfizer says something and or the Moderna CEO says something or the Johnson and Johnson CEO oh they're amazing they're wonderful I want to give you some cold hard facts because you see I don't care what you think I may I'm not saying I have anything in common with a socialist I'm not saying I have anything in common with a communist or a progressive I don't know whether it depends on the person But what we do need is for them to understand what they are for. Prior to COVID, they were against big business. Prior to COVID, they were against big pharma. Prior to COVID, they were against the millionaires and billionaires of the world. That's what the whole communist manifesto is about. The rich suck. Power to the people. We the people, baby. Well, do you really think Pfizer's CEO is part of we, the people? Do you think Moderna's CEO is we, the people? Maybe they are, maybe they're not. Maybe they are communist revolutionaries. But in principle, with all the money they own, do you think they are? But I want to back this up with fact. You see, on the 1st, or it's actually the 3rd of January 2020, the Moderna stock price, what do you think it was? We went up? Googling it, what, just say out a number. $18.87. That was the stock price of Moderna. That's a good price. My God, if you'd been smart enough, by the way, just on a different note, if you'd been smart enough to invest in Moderna back then, you would be sitting on a fortune right now. Even if you only invest like $1,000, you'd be sitting on a nice little nest egg. Why? Because guess how much Moderna is right now? oh and by the way it's down quite a bit since its peak last year moderna stock price at recording is 167 dollars 52 that's up over 800 percent by the way the peak was september 10th 2021 when it was 449 dollars 38 that's quite a big increase right Yet no one on the left, no one in the socialist community, no one in the progressive community, no one in the communist community seems to be railing against Moderna. The rich get richer, baby. Yep. That's just one example. You see, I actually think there's an opportunity. If you believe in freedom, I believe there's an opportunity where you're going to find yourself agreeing with Bernie Sanders and AOC and Hillary Clinton a bit of the time down the road. Whoa, John, how could you say that? Oh, my God. Have you lost your mind? I would never agree with Bernie Sanders. I would never agree with AOC. They are off the deep end. They are, you know, the wheel is spinning. There's no logic. There's no hamster. It's just crazy looney tunes all the time. We could never possibly agree on anything. Really? I don't know whether you will or not, but there's a chance you will, and I'll explain that chance. The chance is if progressives and socialists and communists return to what they used to stand for, i.e., we hate the rich, regardless of whether you've done it good or bad, regardless of what you've done in society, the rich get richer. If they return to that mantra, and that's a big if, I, I admit that, but if they get to that point, what will you find? you'll see coronavirus, what has it done? Has it helped the rich or hurt the rich? There's report after report after report. The latest one I saw came from Ireland, that the richest 1% in Ireland increased their wealth by 18% in 2021. You're seeing this all throughout America. The rich got richer, the poor got poorer. You're seeing this with situations like Jeff Bezos. You're seeing this with all these tech companies. All these big multinationals. The rich. Big multinationals. What happened because of COVID? They got richer. And what happened to the small mom and pop store? What happened to the little restaurant? What happened to the service industry? What happened to the smaller businesses? Sadly, a lot of them either got crushed and put out of business. Or they're damaged so badly I was reading a report from Europe of the small businesses. They said it's going to, if at best, at best, the most optimistic scenario is that by 2030, the small businesses, if they can survive, will get back to, in 2030, where they were prior to COVID. Imagine that. How can we find common ground? Because of the Great Reset. Because if you understand the Great Reset, and it's a lot more complex, but if you boil it down to its simplest core do you think mom and pop stores are going to davos you know just think of the i don't know the the local convenience store down the street from you do you think they're going to davos for a couple of weeks you know sharing letters heck if they even wrote a letter to share their worldview or what they're feeling do you think their letters getting read at davos you know, think about the local, you know, the local tradesman who's self-employed, who technically, you know, he works for himself and technically has his own company. Or maybe he has a little helper. He's an electrician. He's a, he's a bricklayer. He's a plumber. Do you think he's going to Davos or she's going to Davos? Think about your local CPA. Do you think they're going to Davos or getting their red letter read at Davos? No, they're not. Why? Because Davos... And the Great Reset is not for the little guy. It's not for the individual. It's not for the small businessman. It is a combination of big business, of the cap, of the crony capitalists, of the corporatists, of the elites, of Prince Charles, of the head of Disney, of all these big banks and big multinationals with their ESG scores. That's who's going. And they will decide what the world looks like and if you understand communism as flawed and as idiotic and as unrealistic that ideology is that is not what communism is about communism is about it will never work but communism at its core is about we the people so there's a chance if we do our job right we will be siding with the communists the socialists the progressives and making the case that Great Reset is a fraud. Why is that? Because they don't share the same principles if they hold true to who they are and everything plays out the way it should. We have an opportunity. We have so many opportunities. I know things are bad. Over the coming weeks and months, we're going to talk about a lot of those bad things. But I'm not going to do what everyone else does or what they all try and do. Where they, w- I want to make you afraid. Where I'll talk to you about problems and go, oh, then there's this problem and this problem. And oh my God, you should bury your head in your pillow and don't get up tomorrow because it's all going to die. We're all over. No, I'll say, these are the problems, but here is the solution. We could find ourselves with common ground with people we thought never thought was possible because the political landscapes are changing with the great reset it is no longer left versus right or liberal versus conservative or progressive versus libertarian or whatever terms you think the political debate is on right now this debate is changing there's a revolution changing the politics this revolution is not left versus right it is the rich versus everyone else and even to say the rich is not true it is the uber 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 top 0.1 percent of rich and powerful versus everyone else you know there's a scientific study and the scientific experts i know we talked about experts earlier on but the experts are very divided on this topic And what they argue is, the question is, what percentage of a population has to turn dark and the country's dead? The numbers vary from expert to expert. I think the low number is like 12%. If 12% of America turns dark, America's gone, is what they'll say. There's a high side that says it takes actually 20% of the people to turn really, really dark. If 20% of the people become dark and give up and want to destroy their country, it's done. Just forget about it. Don't even try and get involved. What has that study got to do with the Great Reset and what you just spoke about? I always read these studies and I always love to debate, well, what's the de- what number of people have to go dark? Do you know the amazing thing I always find about them? the number is anywhere between 12 and 20 percent it's never a majority it's always a very small minority of people and then they say the country's lost why is that because despite being in the majority the majority feel they are in the minority and they feel powerless that is what the great reset is i oh, just lie down and comply give up you're alone oh you're one of those you're one of those odd extremists no you're in the majority i don't know what the majority figure is because there's always going to be those people who will be apathetic but you're in the majority it's true in america right now if you make things about principles you win if you make things about principles you win If you tell the world what you're for and you are proud to say it, you win. Because who will win in the future will be the person or the party or the team or the ideology which best puts forward an ideology or a set of principles that tells the world what they're for, not what they're against. Our job, sorry I should not say our job, my job is what? To put forward the idea of America. Because you read the Great Reset. You read Agenda 2030. You read all the tyrannical proposals coming. And what is the answer? I hate to sound like a broken record. The idea of America. Of that idea that is limited government. Is constitutional checks and balances. Where there's very little power in DC. But the vast majority is in the States where you have an individually based society where each of us regardless of your background regardless of your race your sexuality your gender whether you have spots or not whether you are bald or you have loads of hair whether you have a beard or a, a clean shaven whether you shave your legs or shave your arms or whatever the criteria regardless of any of those you have a set of rights and they don't come from government they come from your creator and that you have one of the rights is included is to pursue your happiness. That you're not owing the federal government or some powerful elite or some Prince Charles wannabe that says please can I create this business and please can I get a loan for this business that I want to create and then hope that you have the right ESG score or that your business is on the right side as in lockstep what the public and popular opinion of the day is. Even if your opinion is not popular, you have a right to pursue your happiness. The Great Reset says you don't. But also, it's time to realize the opportunity that we have. Because before, anytime I would have conversations with my friends on the left, especially under Obama, it was so hard to to talk about it because you had to stick things together. I had to go, well, if you listen to this speech and you listen to this point and then you put this from this website and you put this article into context and you add all of these up, you see really bad things happening. Things like debt camps. Oh, that would never happen. That's what's happening right now with COVID. It was all a conspiracy theory. Now I don't have to label all things together. When it comes to the Great Reset and the problems we're going to talk about, I'm just going to send you to their website and read their own words. Listen to their own speeches. It's no longer a conspiracy. It's a fact. We have the opportunity. Because as I always say to people, think of the most socialist, progressive communists that you can think of. Picture them in your head. And then walk up to them and go, Hey... I know you don't like me and we don't have anything to agree. I just want to ask you something. If if the powerful says you will, no longer ha- uh, you will no longer own anything and you'll be happy, what do you think their response is? By the way, that's after they put their iPhone back in their pocket. I'm not saying they'll agree with co- capitalism. I'm not saying they'll agree with you. They'll just go, no, I want to own my iPhone. I want to own my own stuff. I want to own my own clothes. Yep. Well, guess what? we disagree on communism and on role of government however the great reset says that's what will happen by 2030 how about we put our swords down towards each other and we make sure the great reset doesn't happen or how about you know the average democrat well hey i know we don't agree and you didn't vote for trump you voted for biden and we all have this disagreement over trump and biden and different things that's just let's put that aside for a minute they're saying you will not eat meat and you'll be happier or you'll eat meat once a week Do you think they're going to be okay with that? By the way, that's not me saying what their policies will do. That's coming directly from the source where they're telling you. They even put it in propaganda videos to make it sound like a good thing. Or how about this policy that's come out where they're now trying to link eating of bugs to feminist propaganda. I'm married to a beautiful, strong, independent woman. If I said to her, hey, honey, eat this bug. You know, it's the, it's the women teaching the men that they can hunt for protein as well. That they can bring home the protein. Oh, and here's a, you know, it's covered in chocolate. It's covered in batter. It's got loads of salt and chili or whatever she likes on it. She's not eating it. That average American ain't eating it. That's coming from them right now. We have so many opportunities if we were just willing to look for them. But the argument isn't about against the Great Reset. The argument has to point out what it is, its flaws, and then point out why America, the idea, is the solution. The idea of God-given individual liberties. The idea of limited government. The idea of pursuing your own happiness. The idea that if you create a product or a service and are successful, you get to keep the fruits of your own labor. This is the idea of America. And this is what will win. If and this is the biggest if, if we're willing to work, if we are willing to sacrifice, if we are willing to say, I am all in. I'm all in America. I'm just cashing in my last bullet. I could wait six months until everything was legal and start trying to do this to earn a living. Or I can use my last bullet, lay the groundwork, and hopefully, when I can start working, charge for what I do. But even if I can't, I'm all in. Because there is no other country. I have finally found my way to America. If America turns dark, if the Great Reset wins, where am I going to run to? Back to Ireland? Please. England? Please. Germany? France? Russia? China? India? Pakistan? Israel? Israel? Australia you seen what those countries are doing because here's the truth I'm here now there is nowhere else to run to I'm all in if you've enjoyed today's show please share it with a family or friend we've got exciting things lined up for this year which I'm going to share with you but if you're all in with me please consider sharing this show until next Saturday at 12 noon eastern I remind you of the sentence at Stokeville America is great because Americans are good. America is great, because Americans are good. Until next Saturday at 12 noon Eastern, have a beautiful and blessed week.